Whenever you start wholesaling, you are going to come across what I call these gut check moments. These are these moments of despair. It's it's doubt. Best ever listeners, before we get into today's episode, I want to mention DoorDevil. No, you know what? I need to mention DoorDevil. I need to mention DoorDevil to you. It's not just a want. It's a need because you need this. DoorDevil, quite simply, defends your home against kick-in burglary attacks. They happen frequently. There are 1.4 million homes that are broken into every year, and a lot of them are done through kick-ins. If you've got a home security system, then props to you. I'm glad you've got that, and that's important. But it doesn't prevent the bad people from kicking in your door, whether it's your front door, your back door, your side door. You need something like the door devil. And DoorDevil is the best in the business when it comes to providing proof that it works. You can go to DoorDevil.com and even watch a video with Terry Bradshaw talking about it. And you can see how it works. It's a very simple product to install. But if you're not into that, then you can just hire a handy person and they can they can install it for you. Very simple. Put it inside the door frame of your front door, your back door, every door you have. And you can defend your home against the kick-in burglary attacks. It's needed. In addition, this is my brother's company. So it's near and dear to my heart. And because it's my brother's company, I'm able to offer you an exclusive discount because he was so kind to do so. You can go when you check out your uh, purchase at doordevil.com. And there's going to be a little field. You enter the word best ever. No space. Just one word, best, B-E-S-T-E-V-E-R, and you'll get a 20% discount on your purchase. So go to doordevil.com, go buy it, enter best ever, and secure your home against kick-in burglary attacks. There are so many testimonials on the website. You can read them from police officers, from a woman who is being, uh, her house is being attacked from an enraged ex-husband, and the door devil defended that attack. Uh, he didn't get in. There's like oh, 20 different testimonials from police officers on the Door Devil. Go buy it. Defend your home against burglary kick-in attacks. Go to doordevil.com and enter the word best ever whenever you check out. And you'll get 20% off on your purchase. Best ever listeners, hello, hello. How you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is a show where we cut out the fluffy stuff. We don't get into that fluffy stuff. We only talk about real estate insights and action that help you make more money and spend your time how you want to spend it. First off, well, happy weekend. I hope you're having a best ever weekend and hope you're having a wonderful Saturday. And because it's Saturday, we're doing, you know what it is, Situation Saturday where we put our guests in a sticky situation. Actually, they tell us about a sticky situation they've been in and how they overcame it so that at the end of the conversation, if and when you come across this, you'll know exactly how to handle it as well. We've got a returning best ever guest. How you doing, Tom Kroll? Bam! I am good. How are you doing, brother? Hey, I'm doing really well and love the energy. Uh, looking forward to getting into this and a little bit about Tom before uh, he gets into his sticky situation. He's based in Port St. Lucie, Florida. 
He's been wholesaling for over two and a half years, probably three years by now, right? Three years, this t- almost to the day. <laughs> three years, almost to the day, has done hundreds of deals. And you can say hi to him at wholesalinginc.com. I've actually gone there, checked out the video that's his, uh, you know, put in your email address and watch the video and really enjoyed the video where you tag along with him talking to a uh, motivated seller. And by the end of it, not only does he complete that transaction, but he's also talking to some neighborhood people about another deal. <laughs> so it's really, really cool to kind of follow along. Even though I don't do personally wholesaling, I, I, I really, I, I found it fascinating from a psychological standpoint. You can hear his best ever advice, episode 395. And um, if you want to learn more about him, like I said, go to wholesalinginc.com. With that being said, really quickly, Tom, you want to give the best ever listeners like 30 seconds or less what your background is and your focus, and then we're going to get into Situation Saturday. Yes, absolutely. Let's do it. No BS, no fluff, right? So I'll stick with the program really quickly. I was bankrupt and I was literally bankrupt and I was selling lawn care and I got fired for not hitting quota for selling lawn care, which is pretty hard to do in Florida considering we have lawn (laughs) care all year. And I absolutely stunk at sales and called my brother. Where should I send my resume? He said, forget your resume. Get into wholesaling right now. I was like, I'm too scared. I was like, you live in San Diego. The houses are big. There's such a big market out in California. I live in little tiny sleepy port St. Lucie and there's no market here and I can't do it and you're smarter than me and blah, 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 blah. And now I'm doing it, baby. Bam, 100 deals in my first 18 months and we are crushing the whole Treasure Coast market. We go from Vero Beach all the way down to Palm Beach. It's exciting. I love it. It runs without me. It's a dream come true. So 100 deals in 18 months and you've been doing it for about three years. What are we going to talk about? What's What's the sticky situation that you've been in? Oh, man, this was like sticky, sticky. This was like in the mud, stuck in the mud. I This was when I started wholesaling. So what, what happened was when I started wholesaling, I was really struggling. I had some – to get specific, I had some specific problems. I had analysis paralysis. Um, I wasn't a good steward of my money, so when I was making money, I didn't know what to do with it. I was surrounding myself with the wrong people. There were negative influences, but I couldn't get started wholesaling. I did a mailing. It failed. I wanted to quit. I thought my territory wasn't any good, and I had all these hurdles and these gut check moments when I first started. I didn't know how to get over them, analysis, paralysis, and everything else, so doubt, disappointment, despair, and I was able to find a quick way through for rapid right-to-revenue keeping revenue in first position. I have a whole bunch of tips and tricks to share with you. Any new people who are just getting started in wholesaling on how to, on how to do that. Before we get into those tips, can you talk a little bit about your personal situation at that moment when you were having problem getting started? I mean, what, what income did you have coming in just to kind of put things in perspective? I was fired from my job and we had about two or three thousand dollars in the bank. That's about all we had. My wife was very upset and you know, we had to pay mortgages and things like that. So we didn't know what to do. So specifically my problem was I didn't have a lot to start with. And what was happening was in order to get started, I made the very common mistake of thinking that it was education that was going to get me out of this hole. It was information. So I was literally going to Panera Bread and Starbucks in the morning with like slacks and a button up shirt, taking this seriously, thinking I was doing the right thing, listening to podcast after podcast after podcast, gathering information, gathering information, reading books, Peter Conti and David Finkel books and Dan Kennedy books about direct mail. And that's all great. But 
what I found was I had no money that day and I had no money the next day and I had no money the next day. So no matter how much I kept learning and learning and learning, I wasn't getting out of the hole that I was in. That was really my biggest problem was how do I actually, instead of trying to wholesale, how do I actually start wholesaling? And that was the kind of the, the rut that I was stuck in is, Yes, I'm learning and I was kind of taking, I guess you could say some action, but I wasn't making any revenue and that was the driver. That was the momentum. You know, I was listening to like Sean Terry, who now, by the way, is a good friend of mine. I, I love Sean. He's awesome. But, um, you know, he was talking about your why and Eric Thomas was talking about motivation. I'm like, what are these people talking about? I just need to make money. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Like, I, I know my why. I know. My why. So, so it was, it was just like this cycle that I was in where I couldn't get out of it. I couldn't figure out how do you actually get that first check and the next and the next and the next. Okay. So what's the plan? Here's what I figured out. I hired some mentors and I would say my brother, Todd Toback is, was a great mentor to me. Here's what I came up with, and and here is really the journey that a lot of people will start on, and this is what happened to me. The realization that the aha moment that I had is that wholesaling real estate has nothing to do with real estate. Wholesaling real estate has nothing to do with real estate. It is a pawn shop business. It is more closely associated to a pawn shop than it is to a real estate business, and Whenever you start wholesaling, you are going to come across what I call these gut check moments. These are these moments of despair. It's it's doubt, right? Doubt comes in the form for me of like, you know, am I good enough? Am I smart enough? Am I good looking enough? Am I lucky enough? Can I do this? Am I in the right territory, right? Even though territory has really nothing to do with wholesaling real estate whatsoever, because in every territory, somebody gets divorced, somebody inherits property, somebody has to relocate their job. So the first one I had to deal with was doubt. The second one that I had to deal with was disappointment. I would work hard for a week. I'd get nowhere. I'd work hard on a deal. The seller would back out in the last minute, which is something I had to deal with early on, which was definitely a sticky situation because I really didn't have the money and I couldn't save the deal and that was devastating. And then finally, the third gut check moment that I had to deal with all the time when starting out in wholesaling was the worst one. And that was distraction. Distraction was a bear. That was like my killer. Distraction was like I'd go to a RIA meeting and instead of finding cash buyers, they'd be like, oh, forget wholesaling. You could flip bulk REO deals and you could make more money in less time. And I was like, oh, that sounds interesting. Tell me more about that. So before I even did my first deal, I was already on to the next thing or uh, another distraction for me was education. Another distraction for me was like building out podio templates before I even did my first deal, which is so totally ridiculous now that I'm looking back. So here is what I was told and here's what I do and, and this is the key for me to get out of these situations and just get started and get your first deal, which is this. When you start, you're going to have these three Ds, these, these gut check moments that come and attack you. Here's the deal. Number one is the first thing you got to do is you got to deal with them, right? You got to recognize them. So you got to kind of laugh to yourself and be like, okay, I knew these gut check moments were coming. And instead of getting stuck in the mud, you got to just kind of laugh and be like, okay, I knew it was coming. It came and you got to deal with it. Um, you know, I always recommend you set a three minute egg timer. You could have like a little pity party, right? You could feel bad for yourself. You can blame your parents, blame your spouse, blame your kids, you know, blame your high school teacher or coach, blame whoever you want to blame for like three minutes. But then you have got to get right back to work. I have found 
that if there is a secret sauce to wholesaling real estate, it is this. It's in those moments of despair and in those moments of losing heart where you have got to persist. You've got to continue to make that next offer or to make that next phone call or book that next appointment. It's in your moments of despair where you're going to find your greatness and that is where you're going to have success when you persist until failure quits. That extra 10% is the key to this business. It's that extra little push where you do your first deal and then your next and your next and your next. And um, I know that's kind of like a little bit of a philosophy, but to really get very specific, I think the key here is that you have to recognize that all of the learning with wholesaling comes from actually taking action and failing rather than getting stuck in the mud with education. You cannot be afraid to fail. You have to be out there failing every single day. You've got to be willing to go out there and look like an idiot in front of the sellers and look like an idiot in front of the buyers because you don't know what you're talking about and just take massive action and fail and get up and do it again and fail and get up and do it again and again and again and again and that's your fastest path to revenue. So instead of learning how to wholesale, just get out there and do it. And I think the key takeaway is no matter how much education you have, you're going to fail anyway. So you might as well get busy failing rather than get busy learning. That's really the key on all of this. You said first deal with the moments and were there number two and number three or was it just kind of the, the first that's, that's the so overall philosophy? The number one philosophy is you have to make a big sign. So I want anybody who's listening to this podcast right now who is just getting started off in any adventure, whether it's wholesaling or any investing arm of real estate, um, wholesaling for sure is my favorite, but no matter what you're doing, you need to make a big sign, put it above your desk, and it should say progress, not perfection. That comes from one of my mentors, Jeff Walker. He's an amazing guy and he taught me that and I will tell you that that is absolutely the key. So number one is progress, not perfection. Massive premature action. Don't be anticipatory about the next step. Just focus on what you're doing right now. That's definitely number one. Um, no overeducation. So progress, not perfection is the key. Number two, a big, big direct tip that helped me get out of my funk was I read and implemented a really an amazing book. When I first started wholesaling, I was really struggling. Uh, this was February, 2013. And, um, I went to a Sean Terry event in Atlanta and Sean, Luis and Todd, three people who were all very, very wealthy wholesalers over a two day period and on different occasions, all recommended this book to me. They were like, Tom, you got to read this book. You got to read this book. You got to read this book. And I will tell you, Joe, I read this book. And it absolutely changed the game. It absolutely changed the game. And this book has nothing to do with real estate. And I read it and I implemented it, which is the most important part. And I had immediate success. And you're probably wondering what the book is. And I will tell you the book is called The Four Spiritual Laws of Prosperity by Edwina Gaines. And it's a game changer and it just completely changed, brought a supernatural power to my finances and to my business. And it just brought me clarity and it works absolutely. I absolutely swear by this book. My top clients swear by this book. This book is a game changer 100%. It's called The Four Spiritual Laws of Prosperity by Edwin Gaines, and I can tell you it works. So that would be another piece of advice to get out of that funk when you first start. 
The third piece of advice that I would have, this comes from Jim Rohn, and this is everybody who's successful suggests this, and only about 5% of the people listen to it. But here's the bottom line, Joe. If I want to get to know who you are, if I want to get to know the real Joe, I never have to meet you in person. All I've got to do is get to know the five people that you spend the most time with, and I will know everything about you. I'll know how good your relationships are with your, your friends and family. I'll know how much money you have in the bank. I'll know what you like to do in your personal personal time. You and I are the average of the five people we spend the most time with. So you've got to increase that group. They've got to be absolute rock stars, healthy, wealthy, fit, well-balanced, successful, optimistic, energetic people who are out there doing the right thing day in and day out. Absolute rock stars where you want improvement and where you want to get to. Those are the people you got to start hanging around with today. Like That would be the other piece of advice. The only other thing I could think of for immediate, quick, if you want to make a change right now, would be momentum. Once you start wholesaling or any exit strategy in real estate, whatever you choose, you've got momentum can work for you just as much as it works against you. And um, that is is definitely key. So once you start, you can't stop. You got to have that little spark. You got to turn it into a flame and then you got to turn that flame into a raging fire. So you've got to work at wholesaling every single day, no days off because one day off can turn into two, turns into a week, turns into a vacation. And then before you know it, it's been two months and you're restarting the whole thing from scratch. Who are the five people you spend the most time with? Definitely my brother, Todd. 100%. So my brother Todd, um, when I started, was absolutely a game changer for me. He is a person who, uh, his name is Todd Toback. Uh, We have different last names because we're stepbrothers, but we we became brothers early, early on. I think we were four and five or five and six or something like that, and we grew up together. Uh, Todd has just always been a rock in my life. He's very intelligent. He is a motivator. He's inspirational. He's always got my back, doing the right thing, and it's just a natural leader, somebody I latched onto early. And when I struggled and I fell on my face, he picked me up and he's like, let's do this. And he didn't take any whining from me. He didn't take any complaining. He dragged me through, kicking and screaming the whole time. And then what I do is I also, you know, I realized in my little tiny town, I didn't really have a lot of people to cling on to. So I had other people that I went out and found. I found somebody in my community who was the best salesperson in the history of salespeople. His name was Neil Wolfer. He's just a personal friend that I hang out with and I have lunch with on a daily basis. I also hired mentors. So I went out and I actually started to hire people and join their programs. I became really good friends with some of the other wholesalers in the business. I'm good friends with Joe McCall. He's an inspiration in my life. I talk to him constantly. Um, I just, I'm very close now with Mark Evans. He gives me amazing advice. He's a multi, multi millionaire down here who wholesales in Ohio. He actually does something a little bit more unique than wholesaling, but he taught me a lesson about data, not drama, which has totally changed my life. That interaction that I had with him the first time we met uh, totally changed my whole business about basing decisions on data and not drama and how to get the right data absolutely game changer. So I would say go out there and find the best people. And if you don't find them, go out and hire mentors. And if you need an equitable exchange of services, that's fine too. But those five people are key, key, key for success. So Todd, Neil, Joe, Mark, and who's the fifth person you spend the most time with? I would say right now, you know, obviously I have my wife 
that I spend the most time with more than anyone else, but um, I'm, I work from home. So I would say right now the people – it's kind of been a, a revolving door with some of those people because as I grow, I keep increasing that. There's a guy that I go out to lunch with, Ted Ferguson, who is an amazing individual. He is a business owner from New Jersey who's retired in Florida, so I try to spend as much time with him. He really taught me some of the fundamentals of owning a business right from the beginning and how to be a good steward of money, what cash flow really means and why it's more important, why network is important and what that looks like and how to measure it and, and why to measure it on a weekly basis. There's so many people now. I actually have more than five. The pastor of my church actually happens to live right in my community because I'm blessed now to be able to live in a, in a, in a beautiful community. And, um, you know, so he's, he's there and, and, um, I just really spend my time with here. Here's really what I would say, Joe is, is one of my takeaways is that it's more about limiting my time also about anybody who is negative, a complainer, a whiner, a poor person who's poor in spirit and, and not just financially, but anybody who, you know, you go out with a cheeseburger with a buddy from high school and he's married and he's looking at every hot girl that walks by. <laughs> Absolutely not. That guy is out, out, out. So what I do is I really try to limit my time with anybody who starts rumors about people, but any of that negativity, I really try to cut it out of my life completely. And then what happens is as you're doing that transition and you're joining groups like Toastmasters and GoBundance and EO and Collective Genius and all of these groups that you could get involved with and and all these other great organizations um, – you just start to surround yourself by other with other business owners, and it, it's phenomenal. Going back to what you mentioned earlier where you said you're having problems getting started, and you mentioned the wrong peer group, which you've addressed. You mentioned um, analysis paralysis, which I, I think you've addressed through this. One thing that you mentioned also was failed mailing. What specifically do you do now that uh, equals success for mailing instead of a failed mailing? This is such an important question. I'm so glad you asked it so that we can address this because when I did my first mailing, I forgot to put – what happened was Todd was Todd was just getting started teaching me and I had almost no money left. So I convinced my wife to say, listen, let's do this. To, it's going to cost us $2,000 Let's between the mail and the list. Let's do this mailing and um, let's see what happens. And that was kind of my attitude. And I didn't realize at the time that God was really teaching me a lesson and I didn't really realize it. But what I did was I did the mailing, but Todd was a little bit busy and, um, it's my fault though. And I did, I messed up on the mailing. I forgot to put last market sale date. And for anybody out there who knows wholesaling, the problem with, if you don't put last market sale date, what I ended up doing is I got a lot of people in my, I was looking for sellers and I got a lot of people on my list who had just bought their home, who had a hundred percent equity. What that means is that these people literally just paid cash for their home. So they're not going to be motivated to sell. And I was devastated. I really didn't have the money to have a wasted mailing, but what I was able to do was I was able to – I had a conversation with Todd and he said – you know, and this was – this is so key. He said to me, he's like, Tom, okay, here's what I want you to do. I want you to pretend like you have to wholesale a deal like I just kidnapped your kids and you wholesaling a deal is a ransom. Now, Joe, I know that this sounds amateurish and silly and is a little ridiculous, but I'm going to tell you something. Anybody out there who is wholesaling and they're whining and complaining and they don't think it's real or they don't think they can do it, here's the real issue. 
Wholesaling works. Wholesaling is easy. Wholesaling is brain dead easy. You find a motivated seller, you put them under contract, you sell the contract. That's it. It's the wholesaler that's complicated. It's the belief system and the faith of the wholesaler. If you know, know, know that wholesaling works, you are going to beg, borrow, and steal and take every penny you can and put it in the marketing because you know it's a broken ATM machine and every time you put money in, you get five times out. So what I had to learn, the lesson, was that it was a faith-based business and I didn't really realize that and thank God it was my brother who taught me that. But once I, once I made that change, what I did was I had the failed mailing. It was a total loss. I did, although turn lemons into lemonade into lemons because I went after cash buyers and I found some cash buyers on that list, which was good. But then what I did was we had a golf cart, which Julie, my wife, was using to bring the kids to school. And we said, okay, listen, we're going to use the car to bring the kids to school. And we sold the golf cart for, I think, $2,500 or $3,000. And um, I did it again. And this time I fixed the last market sale date. I did everybody who had a home. Uh, owned a home from 1950 to 2000 and I guess at that time 10 and I redid the list and I got my first deal it was Dorothy Cannon on Bayshore Boulevard and it was I only made $2000 but then the next week I did another deal for 7 and I was off to the races and I never looked back <laughs> so yeah it was the, it, it was a learning moment for sure absolutely lots of learning moments and thank you so much for talking through this and I think especially for wholesalers who are either stuck or looking to get started in in wholesaling this has been a, a great interview and conversation for them and specifically some of the things I took away from it is to get just get in there and as you said recognize that uh, the learning from wholesaling comes from taking action and right. failing rather than getting stuck in the mud with info um, and I think that's the case with a lot of a lot of things but especially wholesaling because you don't risk much money other than the marketing money I mean granted your time and we should be compensated for our time but let's let's just be honest here like you don't put up a lot of money because you're wholesaling the contract to somebody else and you know I, th I think with um, something like I do you know buying apartment communities you're you're putting up a, you know a chunk of money to do the due diligence and uh, hire attorneys and things like that and if the deal doesn't happen then you're out some money whereas with wholesaling you're out the marketing money but I, I think you can jump in there um, uh, the barrier for entry from a cost standpoint is a lot lower with wholesaling, and I, I'm glad that you mentioned that. And also, I like how we talked about your your five people, and I was trying to pinpoint you on the five, but as we've dis as we discovered, it evolves over time. And right. in addition, I, I love the insight that you mentioned. It's really about limiting your time and being selective with who you don't spend time with and I am the same way and I have learned that over time and kind of refined that as well. So really, really glad that, that you mentioned that and kind of reverse engineered that uh, that point of the, the you are the product of the five people you spend the most time with when really it's also about evolving that and limiting your time with uh, certain people. So thank you so much. And what's the best ever place the listeners can reach you? Wholesaling Inc. Wholesalinginc.com. Uh, absolutely check it out. We have a lot of good information for new wholesalers, anybody getting started, or anybody who really wants to create a business that is a servant to them, a servant to their to their to them and to their loved ones. We're all rowing in the same direction, which is how to create a business that is separate from us. So that's uh, that's a great place to check out some more information. Tom, thanks so much. Have a best ever weekend. We'll talk to you soon. Joe enjoyed it. It was great talking to you again. Have a good one. Do you have a fix and flip project that needs financing? 
then go to fundthatflip.com. You can do the online application. Takes as little as five minutes to see if you're approved. And then you could be financed within seven days. Pretty quick stuff. They're an online lender. They specialize in fix and flip projects. Go to fundthatflip.com.